Maddie, I think this might be one of the hardest episodes for me to record yet. I'm super scared about what you're going to say. I think that means you hated both, but I don't want to know yet. Yeah, yeah, we'll get we'll get to them in due time. We'll get to my feelings. We'll get to your feelings. I have a lot to say, so... I also have a lot to say, but it's all conflicting. So I'm very glad our name is Barely Literate. Shit, so is mine. (laughs) I'm glad we're setting expectations correctly with our podcast name. No one's clicking on this, expecting this to be a work of art book review. I mean, I think I might have a little more concrete thoughts than you, but we'll find out, won't we? Oh, thank God. One of us needs to carry the team. Today's not my day. I'm usually the one who doesn't have like concrete thoughts. I tried to make this one a bit more concrete. Okay. Well, good, good. Cause I dropped the ball. Should we tell the listeners what we're talking about? Patty, what, <laughs> what do we read today? What's our topic? Well, guys, welcome to our podcast. First of all, <laughs> yes, if this is your where, first episode. Welcome. Where Aaron and Maddie, your hosts are barely literate and review some books and chat about them, but we're doing Another style where we both read the same two books and then discuss them. So this is a special episode because we're doing Goodreads Top Romance of 2019. So we read the winner and the runner-up and we discuss if we agree with the ratings, if we like the book, if we dislike the book. Yeah. Yeah. What were you doing in 2019? (laughs) You're with me. I was with you. We were living together. That's exciting. (laughs) It was before COVID. COVID was 2020. Yeah. Wow. I wonder what we were doing November of 2019. I think we were dying. Oh, yeah. I mean, there wasn't a semester that I I didn't die. Personally. Oh, no. I thrived all through college. (laughs) It's not like we had the same major or anything. (laughs) I don't know. Some people were able to do it all. They were. That's true. (sighs) that's true can you hear the first running sorry i just want to make sure no i can't okay um can you hear me pooping don't want that to be in the audio i kind of do i feel like we get some a niche audience coming in asmr yeah um yeah what's the first book we read maddie the winner is that what you're asking Sure, let's go with the winner. A winner, winner, chicken dinner. Um, I feel like an old person. Yeah, you do. The winner of the Top Romance 2019 was Red, White, and Royal Blue by Casey McQuiston. Yeah. Um, as of today, it has 4.15 stars out of five with almost 77,000 ratings. I have 608,000 what the frick? I checked. This was like three weeks ago or four weeks ago when I wrote up these. Everyone just removed it from their shelf. <laughs> right. Wonder if it's oh, just that's your... reviews. Oh my goodness. I'm oh, dumb. guys. I'm she is dumb. barely literate. Oh, Once again. God. Oh my goodness. My tetanus. <laughs> I'm trying to move my arms. I don't want to be sore. So let's go rock climbing tomorrow. Maddie is the literate and the athletic one out of the two of us. I'm not entirely (laughs) sure what I bring to the table, but here we are. 
Okay, so Maddie was right. Um, okay, there are 77,000 reviews, not including me, because I haven't written one. That's a lot of reviews. Yeah, people had a lot to say, apparently. Um, and I, I breezed through them a little bit, and they were, they were polarizing. I, I don't think anyone who gave it a three-star was written a review. <laughs> but yeah, like you That's said, fair. there's almost 616,000 ratings. So quite a few. This is very popular. And I think part of it is uh, TikTok. I think TikTok had a massive, a massive chokehold on both the books that we read today. Especially the second one. But was was TikTok around when? Oh, well, obviously. <laughs> we are not TikTokers. <laughs> we are not TikTokers. Even today, though. Wow. So Red, White, and Royal Blue has had a chokehold on TikTok for at least three years now been around for three years or did it come like after the fact it actually oh my god this actually came up in a trivia question tiktok under a different name i think was first made in 2014 okay but like what about the tiktok we know i feel like it was 2020 it was summer of 2020 is when tiktok like blew up because of like covid and everything bbc says 2014 it was called music.ly it was under a different name in 2014, but I think it launched under TikTok in 2016. Yeah, and then it blew up July of 2020. So book talk was not a thing when these rewards were given. So, mm. which I, I kind of figured, but like both of those books have, for instance, should I reveal what our second book is? Yeah. Yeah. So the runner up is Verity by Colleen Hoover. And that one, especially in the past year and a half, I want to say, has taken like the world by storm, like insanely. Yes. I think Red, White and World Blue, the hype around it has died a little bit. But like, Mm -hmm. it was funny. I was reading Verity for this podcast on a plane and the lady like across the aisle was reading it. And I was like, it is still alive and kicking for sure. Oh my God. I was on the plane three weeks ago and I was reading and the other lady was reading and apparently I'm not an approachable or or nobody wants to talk to me, but the two of them were like, Oh, what are you reading? She's like, Oh, I'm reading like a thriller. And she's like, have you heard of Verity? It's so good. Like I don't read. And I loved that book. And that's like the general Verity consensus. I'm like, Oh my God, stop fucking talking about it. All right. We either need to talk about Verity first or we need to move (laughs) on to red, white, royal blue and get to this. Cause I've talked about that. Okay. We're going back to red, white, and royal blue. (laughs) Okay. Do you want to give us a little synopsis? Sure. Okay. So the first son of the United States, Alex Claremont Diaz, is America's golden boy. Together with his... (laughs) You really had to add a... (laughs) I thought you would ignore me, but... No, it really threw me off. (laughs) Do you want to start again? (laughs) No. Together with his sister, June Claremont, and the Veep's genius granddaughter, Nora, they are called the White House Trio. Alex's nemesis is Prince Henry of Wales, And when a confrontation at a royal wedding is leaked to the tabloids, they must fake a close friendship to fix relations between the United States and Great Britain. All the while, President Claremont, this is Alex's mom, is working on her re-election campaign, which Alex is a part of, and they must choose between their secret relationship, that's Alex and Prince Henry, and the status quo for both nations. That was good. Thanks. (laughs) Yeah, I guess right off the bat, um, I'll say I was surprised at how quickly we got to the 
how quickly the fake friendship was over and the real romance began. Yeah. Yeah. I was like expecting there to be a lot of angst and pining. And then like 80% of the way through the book, they get their first kiss and like, nope. It was at like what? 15, 20%. Yeah. I will say, I think there are two types of romances. One's like the two thirds of it are the slow buildup, mm-hmm. them not even kissing. And the last like third is like, you know, the romance really taken off. And then you have the other type of romance novel where probably like first, like what you're saying is like 15, 20% is when they like first start like kissing or like something, but then like two thirds of the way of the novel, something big and catastrophic happens mm-hmm. to like ruin something. And then they have to like come back together at the end of the novel. And I feel like those are the two romance novels that I'm familiar with. Yeah. Slow burn is like a common trope, I think. But I I don't know. I guess I was expecting it in a YA novel. I don't know why. I actually have no idea yeah. why. I also, this was like a YA new A novel, in my opinion, based off of This was the definitely sex borderline. Yeah. This is, what do you think? Like 16 plus? Is that even too um, I think it's like exactly new adult because he's 22, 23 and like his sister's older than him. I think Prince Henry is older than him. So that to me is new adult. Like that was it 19 to like 23. Yeah, I think so. So I felt like it was very new adult, but it's definitely, I think it's targeted to a, a young adult audience, but I also don't know if Goodreads includes that in their... It includes both of them. It's young adult and new adult. I just checked. Okay. Um, Yeah, it's definitely borderline. It could hit the very top range of the young adult and it's also the new adult category. But I think for new adult, it reads slightly young. A hundred percent. Like, just because he's 22, 23 and and they're porking... Doesn't mean teenagers at all age pork. So, um, let's get let's get into the characters really quick before we go to like thoughts and feelings. Mm -hmm. Um, so Alex is our main character. I I wrote on my notes. He's literally so annoying and childish. He is supposed to be twenty two, twenty three, but reads like seventeen. Yeah, the writing style put them all very young. All of them. Yes, 100%. Red Young. There was also the three... Oh, okay. Prince Hen- Henry was also there. Um, he... Yeah, the grandson of the queen. Um, I don't think he was, like, directly in line for the throne, but he was no. the more sophisticated of the two of them. So he plays, like, polo, like, right? The horse polo one? Yeah, probably. It's at least his vibe. <laughs> yeah. If not him actually doing it. Yeah, but he's, that's, that's his full butt. <laughs> yeah, he's a closeted gay man yes. to give the audience some takeaway. And then Alex is bisexual and he's loud. He is outgoing though. Like, I mean, props to him, but also, <laughs> I don't know. It's like, he's an interesting character. I'll say that. Yes, he is a very interesting character. And he wants to be the youngest U.S. congressman. Yeah, so he's got, he's ambitious. Um, yeah. And he's already graduated like college at, uh, I think he went to American University for political science. Mm-hmm. 
And like part of his like journey throughout the book is not only his relationship, but figuring out what he wants to do after. Because he can't decide what path he wants to take. Um, if he wants to go to school again for like law or he just wants to jump into like political campaigns. So that was an interesting development. Um, what do you think of Henry? I don't know. I didn't think he was that interesting. I thought he was a little bit, uh, a little bit boring. I but... thought he was very boring. <laughs> I thought he was very boring. I was like, I don't. Eh, he's. They always it's do also this. They give the the, the love the interest. polar opposites. Yes, they're polar opposites, and they make the love entrance too perfect. Yeah. Oh God, I don't know. Yeah. Like their stupid little rivalry. Like they've hated each other forever. And then they're like basically forced into this like fake friendship. As soon as they, they spend 10 like minutes each other. with each other, they love each other. Literally. Like, yeah, I'm like, clearly you guys didn't hate each other that much. You just like, you can't say that they're enemies. Yes. Yeah, Alex is like very much like, I hate this guy. He did this, this, this. And I'm like, no, you guys just don't really know each other. And like, to me, it's like both of you guys just have RBFs on and there's just bad vibes. And just say that. Don't make it like this big enemies to lovers thing. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was so funny too, because what was it? Alex is like, he's my biggest rival. And then the the vibe from Henry was like, oh, you're mad at me for what? (laughs) Like, I didn't even notice. And I thought that was so funny and so savage. Cause I was like, yeah, dude, same though. Like, why are you, why are you mad at him? He didn't do anything. Like he, yeah. was, he was rude to you one time, like years ago, like chill. Right. Yeah. It was what at like the, a, a match of tennis or polo or something. Yeah. Oh yeah. God. I was like, okay. Uh, what do you think of the side characters or like, can you tell me a little bit about we had a couple supporting characters. Yeah, I like the supporting characters more than the main characters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, June is Alex's sister. She's older than he is. She's a journalist. She's very supportive of him and very spunky and fun. And very, very intelligent, too. They're all smart, though. Like, let's be real. Yeah, yeah. And, well, there's Nora, who's the Veep's granddaughter, and she's the super smart math gal who went to MIT. And she's cool, too. And she's bisexual. Yep. I said she was cool, right? <laughs> <laughs> we should all just assume that means that. Yeah, come on. <laughs> People are not straight. <laughs> and then the last one was B. Well, the, there's... There's two uh, more. Yeah, there's Henry's other friend. But B is Henry's sister and confidant. She had some issues with the press in Great Britain um, due to some... Oh, there's a fly. So, so get it. Like a useless cat. <laughs> She's looking at it. Mm-hmm. Um, but B's, um, yeah, she was in the limelight in Britain because of a drug addiction, but she was able to overcome it. So mm-hmm. that's cool. I don't have a lot to say about the last character if you want to say. <laughs> yeah, Pez, I thought he was kind of interesting. He was the flamboyant half to Henry. I thought it was kind of odd. He had a crush on June for like a hot second and then uh-huh. that went away went away immediately. Like we never heard about it again. Um, or like it got brought up like two or three times, but like to the point where like, oh my God, Pez is in love with June. And then at one point the book just stopped mentioning it. I was like, okay, I guess that just fizzled. 
but maybe that's the most accurate part of this young adult new adult book um <laughs> romance wise yes yeah romance wise I mean, both, both ways wise but yeah yeah um i guess overall i thought the characters they were cool and interesting but i thought they were like almost like caricatures they were filling a role i don't know i'd say they're a cliche but i do think casey gave them a twist that wasn't normal and i think that's where they're have their redeeming characteristics mm-hmm. yeah like but it yes. wasn't enough to to ruin it for me but i was just like in the back of my mind just especially okay i think it was the conversations that they would have were getting to me yeah um, the writing style was very young and I think it came out most heavily when the characters were speaking to each other. Or, or like instant messaging, yeah. Or instant oh messaging, God. yeah. Anytime they were having a conversation anyway, it was, it was very heavily young. Or like they would do that like clever retort thing that no one actually ever does in real life. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yes. And so I was just, I was just not a fan of that. You need a little bit of it in books to have dialogue be interesting. Like I get why writers do it, but... Yeah, it was, sometimes it can be, the minute it goes over the top, everyone notices. Yes, and I noticed it. I think a lot of people liked it, though, because I wasn't noticing anyone else mentioning that in the reviews, so I think that's just me. I think that's just, like, a part of young adults sometimes, and it's not a new adult, too, I guess. Um, and, it, you know, the book's not written for me, and so I think that's yeah. that's the part. And it wasn't heavy enough that it took off any like star ratings for me for the most part but that's fair it was enough where I'd be like oh a younger me would have really liked this but an older me is like okay this is annoying yeah and I found the writing to be like a bit rambly but I think that was it was representative of Alex's personality and how he was just like a rambly human being like I am a hundred percent sure that we can all just diagnose him with ADHD right now um (laughs) But yeah, I mean, that's very hit or miss, I think, for most people, if they enjoy that, if they're kind of like meh about it, or if they just can't do it. So mm-hmm. I, I think that's going to be someone's bread and butter. And I think that's going to be a reason why someone really loves this book. It's just not mine. That's fair. I Going back to like the banter bit, the banter between the group of friends, I think was a lot. But I one of the things I enjoyed about the Alex Henry relationship was their banter. I think it like kept it going for me. So I don't, I didn't hate that part of it. I will say like sometimes, yes, over the top, but I, I think it was needed to an extent. Yeah, I agree with that. But that was the only thing that kept me really interested in their relationship. I just didn't think that their relationship had a ton of substance. Um, I think they were horny young adults that were get yeah. together I just didn't see a basis for why they liked each other like because it was so it felt super insta lovey I just wasn't convinced of why they liked each other it felt to me like somebody's first high school relationship yes where all you really care about is banging and the ideas and feelings behind what you're doing <sighs> It was a little bit of the us against the world thing too, because they were in such like media spotlight with like the political aspect to it. And like, you know, being out as gay in like their positions wouldn't have been good. So it was like, yes, us against which, the world. Which I think 
to me is even more so indicative of this is both of their probably first relationships like this. And then they'll meet somebody else along the way. Cause it's the first time. Well, I know, I think Henry said that he had like one night stands and stuff, but I don't think he'd ever been in like a serious relationship. Mm -hmm. And this was Alex's first um, bisexual relationship. So I'm not saying that doesn't mean that like your first relationship isn't going to be like your last, but it just, the way they handled it. Even during reading the book, I was like, these guys are going to break up at some point. Like I give it, I don't know, two years of them dating in this romance book, whatever. And I think they're broken up. Yeah. Getting into a bit of like the political side, which is not like the romance side, but that was kind of the, the supporting plot line that was happening was um, Alex's mother's term is like up for re-election. And so for some background here, her presidential term has followed Trump's era. And that gives us relevancy there. Um, it is set in a very idyllic situation for the United States, which makes, which I had mixed feelings about. I was very happy, but also very sad. Um, Cause she's like, obviously the first woman president. She's from Texas, which nobody would ever think like our first woman president is going to come out of Texas. No offense mm-hmm. to Texas. Um, and then the first son and daughter are biracial. Their father is Hispanic, which was super cool. Mm-hmm. But yeah, all that, I, I really enjoyed like most all of that aspect and the whole campaign was super interesting to me. I think it gives people like hope based off our current situation um, and that our nation can be fun, relatable and progressive. And it discussed a lot of issues that our nation needs to freaking work on and fix. And based off what we're all seeing, it doesn't seem like we're going anywhere near that, which is sad, but I, I personally think that's why people liked the book, (laughs) but. Yes. Um, I agree. I think she went slightly. This book was written for leftist Gen Z's that are coming up right now. Uh, the teens I think it was like I agree with all of her like social messages and stuff but like her delivery of it was not super nuanced like like you said it was very idyllic and to me it it slightly came off as a a good versus evil with Democrats being good and Republicans being evil. I I said what I did not like about it was the incorrect representation of Democrats as this progressive, like idealistic party. Yes. Which is not realistic. Cause if you look at the people who um, like are Gen Zers and the people our age who are speaking out about like politics, most people don't want Republicans or Democrats, but they also understand that you need to vote within party lines to make your vote count because this is Mm -hmm. the system we live in. But they very that it wasn't touched upon in the book at all and I think she could have touched upon it yeah yeah she she took a side yeah I I agree but it's it's such a hard thing because it's almost like if you don't pick a side you run into the issue that you know people ran into what they run into at the polls where mm-hmm. you need to pick a side otherwise you're you're fucked <laughs> so I, I think yeah. it needed, like, they needed to be democratic. I, I fully think they needed to be democratic, oh, yeah. but they also should have 
touched on the fact that the Democrats aren't perfect. That, that, that's my bottom line. Yeah. Yeah. I'd agree with that. Um, I like the political issues that came up, but I think it was heavy handed and I don't think it was a new nuanced enough conversation. Um, but I guess maybe a teen book isn't the place to do it or a new adult. I don't know. I guess it is then. I mean, if you're going to create like an idyllic situation, it's going to be in a young adult book. But yeah, so I've given all my complaints, but at the end of the day, this is, this is a cute book. And like, there are parts of it that I was like, I was kind of rooting for them. Like I got emotionally invested at sometimes. Oh, wow. Look at that. Which is really interesting. I used to, I used to read a lot more romance, like when I was in high school, um, but I haven't like post-college, but yeah, this is the feelings I used to like, I used to be like super into romance. This is why. So but yeah, I think I rated it higher than you think I did just because I have such a hard time like feeling all the feels when I read books. And like this got me at times that I had to, I felt like I had to bump it up. Okay. That's super interesting because like what you've been saying is I want to say mostly things that you didn't like. So yeah, yeah that's good. I, I agree to, just to an extent. Um, I thought the family was just really wholesome and everybody was supporting each other. And it was a very feel good book in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why I liked it. Um, the romance, it was like sweet. I, I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. Mm-hmm. I was kind of happy that like the sex scenes were steamy because it was unexpected. Um, yeah. Yeah. I kept expecting it to like fade to black. And I was like, oh, oh, we're still going. Uh-huh. Okay. And I think it's great. Even if like, you know, this accidentally, okay, sorry to all the, I don't, okay, no parents are listening, but to all the like hands of like 15 and 16 year old, like queer kids, I think that's awesome that they actually get to read about some, you know, realistic, actually good sex scenes, you know? Um, yes. But I will say this was written by a woman. A woman is writing a male, male romance. That's so. true. That's true. I don't no, know, guys. That's fair. I'm glad we have the rep but I'm very curious to see what gay men have to say about it that's true and I didn't read any reviews of what gay men said about it so yeah yeah I haven't I haven't heard anything negative um from reviews or just like you know booktube or wherever I get my information but it is just something to know like this was not written by a gay man so but yeah, I, I did think this book was, it was a little bit of a cinnamon roll. Like it got me in my feels a couple of times. I was rooting for the family and the politics and like at times the romance and like, I agree. I think it did need the steamy scenes to like progress the plot. I don't even know. Like they were necessary, but I'm not, inter- I'm not sure why. I think there was like one too many. <laughs> I agree with that. I agree with that. I think there's like a number where it's like good without being too much. And I think that's like two or three. <laughs> Also, I will say, I feel like they were slightly congested in the book. Like Mm -hmm. they weren't spread out. I think there was like from 20 to 40%, they had like 90% of the sex scenes and then nothing. Yeah. Um, So that was- I I will say there's a lot of like romance books that can't stand alone into another category, but I think this one could, which I'm still talking about this family, man. I wish I was in this family. (laughs) Yeah. They're very cute and wholesome and supportive family. I love this. Yeah, and they were rooting for all the great, you know, social, political causes that we like to see. Yeah. One last negative thing. Okay. Um, so I was reading some reviews and, like, some people didn't like 
how they're romanticizing politics and making them into celebrities, which is fair. Mm -hmm. Just a little, you know, it is like they're called the, you know, what the White House trio. Yeah. Yeah. So tabloids and whatnot. It's also another reason why I don't think the relationship between them is going to last super long because Henry is always going to be royalty. He's always going to be royalty. And Alex? Yeah, he's he's got like one term, two terms. We don't know. Like, yeah, as soon as his mom's presidency is done, his limelight is pretty much gone. Maybe he's maybe got like a year or two. Maybe People Magazine will do a feature on him, but. Unless he becomes president. I mean, he'll be known as the, the royal's husband is what that's going to shift to. Yeah. I mean, it's- if they stay together, which I don't think they will. But if they did, that's his new celebrity status. Yeah. Okay. Final rating, Aaron. <laughs> yeah. So I was feeling generous today. Uh, so I did a three and a half and I rounded it up on Goodreads. To a four. I rounded it up to a four. But yeah. It did give me my feels, but on a bad day, I think it could be a three, but it wasn't, it was good. It was good. I, I, I really liked it. I thought it was a three and a half. I thought it was a, it was worth my time and I had a, I had a fun time reading it. I'm never going to reread it, but I had a fun time reading it. What about you, Maddie? What do you think? Are you about to decimate the rating? Are you about to go lower than? Anyway, you please tell us your rating. No, um, I gave it a 3.8. Round to a four. A 3.8? Yeah. Such an odd. Are we doing those now? I, I don't know. That's what I wrote. All right. All right. I dig it. Point seven five. I got like picky on him because I just, I need to be picky on him so I can make up my mind on how I feel about different books. So yeah, that's fair. Cause like even this, I, I just had to pick a rating cause I'm, you know, comparing it to all my other ratings and I'm just like, oh my God, something's not right here, but whatever. 3.5. Yeah, pretty much. All right. Verity. Verity. Yeah. This one's a, a pretty big shift in tone. Cause this one is described as a romantic thriller. Yes. Um, let's see. It's got phenomenal ratings. It's got insane ratings. It's got insane ratings and number of ratings. Hopefully I looked at the right numbers this time. I have, <laughs> um, it's 4.41 stars yep. with about 1.2 million ratings. Yep. Almost 1.3. Yeah. So a ton of people have read this. Oh, like we said, with the airplane situation, yeah, everyone and their mother has read this. Yeah. I think my mother's read this. I wouldn't be surprised. Your mom reads a lot from a lot of different genres, so I'm not surprised. But yeah, do you want to hear what it's about? No. I think everybody already knows what it's fucking about. (laughs) Yeah, because everyone and their mom is talking about it. All right, well, hopefully I'll be quick and, like, the people who are living under the rock can can get out from under the rock. So the book is about Lo and Ashley. She's a struggling writer. What a disgusting name. You don't like that name? Lo and Ashley? I think it's just two first names. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's very 2022. I think it's... Oh my God. It's what people are naming their children, I swear to God. Yeah. And even like Ash- Ashley is spelled the like I-G-H way, the way that like everyone goes if they want to be different, you know? Yep. Ashley. Yeah. Um, anyway, sorry to all the people <laughs> I would have just offended like that. <laughs> but yeah, she's a struggling writer in some serious financial trouble when she's offered the chance of a lifetime to not only replenish her bank account, but also kickstart her career. 
And this offer comes from Jeremy Crawford, who is the husband of best-selling author Verity Crawford, who wants Lowen to finish Verity's book series as Verity has been injured in an accident and she's unable to. After Lowen arrives at the Crawford home to go through piles of Verity's notes and start on outlines for the rest of the series, she stumbles across Verity's unfinished autobiography that she was never intended to be read. As her romantic as Lowen's romantic feelings for the very off-limits Jeremy develops, so does her horror as she reads Verity's bone-chilling personal admissions, including what really happened the day her daughter died. Secrets are coming out and tensions are rising in the home as Lowen needs to figure out what to do with her feelings for Jeremy, as well as if she should share who his wife really is. Did you come up with this like summary? Because it seems like you came up with the summary. I did. I'm so proud of you. Did you like that? Wow, look at you putting in that extra work. I did, I did. It's basically just rephrasing. I mean, is Jeremy off limits if his wife is basically comatose? (laughs) Dude, there are some reviewers that were like, he is cheating. He is the scum of the earth. Those are like the the middle-aged women, like coming into the Verity game, where I think that's kind of obvious. Like, I don't think anybody needs to have a strong opinion about it. It's just, this this is what's happening. Hello? Yeah. I mean, I will say she was only in a coma for five months when, at, at most five months, right? When Jeremy and Lowen start to have romantic feelings for each other. So. Anyway. Yeah. Tell us about the character. We have Verity, who the book is written after. She is the one in the like coma-ish type thing. Um, she had a car accident, so she's immobilized. Um, Lowen thinks that she's more cognitive than what she appears to be. So that gets into the like spooky thrillery vibes we got. Yeah. And she's not technically, I feel like the word coma is slightly misleading because Mm -hmm. she's not laying in a bed, eyes closed, not moving. She is, I mean, she can't move, but like she's like put in a wheelchair. She's like, people can feed her. Her eyes like stare straight ahead. Like She's able to keep herself upright. She's not asleep, but like all of her brain function isn't there. So I think, and like she can't, she doesn't talk at all. But Lowen's convinced basically that she's hearing and acknowledging things and even doing more than that. Yeah. I think she's an icon, but that's just my opinion. Verity? Verity's my favorite character. (laughs) Verity was by far the most interesting character in this novel. And she was in a a low-key coma. (laughs) Hot take? I don't think so. I think most people think that. Even people so. who rated it highly, I think, think that. Like, she made the book. She absolutely made the book. Spoiler Without her, what would this book be? Nothing, because Jeremy and Lowen are so boring. They are both so boring. Yeah, I put that Lowen's a pretty bland character. But I did think she was good enough to narrate the story, in my opinion. But I mean, you could have a hot take. I know a lot of people had a hot take about her. But I thought it was enough to have me still interested in the plot. Lowen to me was just a vessel for the plot because like that's that's basically the 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 harsher thing of what I just said. yeah yeah because like we're reading let's see Verity's manuscript of her autobiography through Lowen and so Lowen is making comments as these like details are coming to life and so I think Lowen is a fine character to read all these things but she almost has no personality herself and I think we could have had eight thousand other people be the main character i i i fully agree but i i still think that i i didn't fully care which is shocking for me but 
I also wasn't here what? for the romance that she was bland. I like, oh. I, I noticed it. I was aware of it, mm-hmm. but I also like, it didn't stop me from anything. Yeah. Um, there was other more like interesting things that like attracted, uh, yes. distracted from how bland Lowen was. Yes. A hundred percent. Yeah. And yeah. And you have Jeremy, the dad, who's also, I said he was used. I said, he's also useless. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, he doesn't have a, it's okay. I'm going to totally take what one of my booktubers said about these two because she is totally right and the person is jordaline reads i really like her she's very funny you should go check her out in booktube but she called jeremy how she described him is he is all charm with a big dick and that's it that is his only come to and then lowen is just a pick me is how she described so like her whole personality is like i need jeremy to pick me over his comatose wife i agree with that I think Jeremy is so boring. Like Henry, I think he's a very like perfect romantic interest in that he's like super romantic and like into Lowen and so good with his kids and has no fault. I'm like, oh my God. I, I completely agree with what you said your booktuber said about Jeremy. I what did you say about um Lowen again? Like the thing she that called she called her a pick me. Oh, I mean, I agree, but I don't think she was ever like, oh my god, pick me, choose me, love me, like Grey's Anatomy shit. <laughs> Yeah, she was never overwhelmingly like that. That being said, the Goodreads synopsis was weirdly like, Lowen is super divided on whether or not she should share the manuscript with Jeremy so that Jeremy will love her. And I'm like, I really don't think that was like, she maybe had like one thought about that like one time. It really wasn't that deep of a yeah. thought, I don't think. I think like the Goodreads summary itself like was kind of over the top, but that's yeah. just my opinion. Yeah. They're trying to put like everything into a summary. Mm-hmm. Another really important aspect of the book is the children. <laughs> so Jeremy and Verity have lost, they have three kids, but two of them are girl twins and both of them have died. So it really paints a bad picture of Jeremy that he's lost two kids and his wife is in this like comatose state. <laughs> it's like yeah. something's not right there. <laughs> I know that's super sus. If I'm looking from the outside, Red flag. I'm like I am not, I'm not dating him for fear of my safety. Right. Yeah. There's, there's gotta be something there. Yeah. Um, so you have, so the twins are Harper and Chaston and they're twin sisters. Chaston died from a, I think it was, was it a peanut allergy? Yes. Right? Uh, during a sleepover that Harper, her twin sister was also at. And then Harper drowned later on the lake that's behind their house when she went out canoeing with her mother. So. And their brother. Yeah. Yes. Yep. And then crew is the brother. He's five years old and he's the last surviving Crawford child. <laughs> Yes. Yes. He's, I didn't, you know, normally I don't, I'm normally I mind having kids in books. Like I was waiting for this. <laughs> yeah. I didn't mind crew. I thought he was fine. He was also very minimally in the book. Also all, all the kids' names are very like 2020. That's what people are naming their children. Yes. Yes, they are. I, I, I don't know a Chaston, but I know a Harper and I know a crew. I don't know any three of them. I've heard of, I've heard of Harpers. Um, I don't know them in real life. I also don't know a crew, but I would definitely not be taken aback by any of their names if I met someone. They're better than Lowen. Lowen Ashley. Sorry. <laughs> I really am shitting on I that name. I don't mind Lowen. It's Lowen Ashley that gets me. I'm like. Mm-hmm. Hey, I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Verity, one step too far. One step too far. I mean, Colleen Hoover. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. I get what you're saying. Got it. It just yes. made it sound like you said that you were saying that Verity wrote the book. No, I think that's what I was like. I had a little, I had a little brain fart and that's what I was oh, doing. Okay. okay, cool. 
No, you're Verity is also a weird name. It's unique. Yeah, but. Miss Hoover went off the rails with some of these names. But then she was just like Jeremy. And then Jeremy. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. Sorry, I'm done now. Um, yeah. Can I, can I say something that was weird? Yeah. Sorry, right, this is a thriller. And Lowen's reading from this autobiography manuscript. But she only lets herself read one chapter a day. Of this manuscript yes. that is literally telling her what happened to like these kids, to Verity herself, and you're only reading one chapter a day, and you're going to sleep and like having ro- romantic things with Jeremy, and then waking up the next day and just reading one chapter more. Like every sane person mm-hmm. would just sit down and binge it. Yeah, any any sane character would just binge it, and like. The amount, because we get, we get like the majority of the manuscript in the book itself, in our book. And so we read it and I'm like, I could be done with that in an afternoon. It's not even like a third. It's probably a third of the main book and a couple hours, uh, that whole thing's read. It's 19 chapters. And so we're, we're being peace fed it, which I will say it creates an engaging story. Like you want to keep reading because you want to fucking hear this goddamn manuscript. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, I mean, it did, it does that, but it's not realistic. I also think it was it was engaging, but it was slightly predictable, I think. Which part? Once once you figured out who Verity was as a person, because this is her autobiography, once she starts talking about herself, I think the role that she does not want the role that she wants to play and she doesn't want to play, like come to forefront come to the forefront of the manuscript very quickly. And I think that it makes it easy to guess what's gonna be in the rest of the manuscript. Hmm. I, I disagree, but that's fair. I mean, I thought, I, and I think that's like why I think maybe you're just too smart for us, Aaron. But I mean, some aspects I do think like you could I guess. Also, God, but, I felt like such like a horrible person reading this book sometimes because like people like in their Goodreads review would be like, this book is disgusting. Like don't read it at night if you want to sleep. Like it is so disturbing. And I'm sitting here like, this is a very tame thriller. Like, it's a romantic thriller, and, like, I can definitely see why it was classified under romance instead of thriller in the Goodreads Choice Awards. Like, I mean, I think it's a more, like, psychological thriller. Like, the actionable things aren't necessarily scary, but, like, the book is fucked up. Like, you cannot deny that. Yeah, no, yeah, I... Sorry, no, okay, back to the... Sorry, I was talking about the, um... Because you were saying it was predictable and I said I disagreed because I think a lot of what the book had for it was people just kept being shocked by like what was happening. And there were a ton of, I think personally, like plot twists and the ending was unexpected. Yeah. So I think that that's where it probably like a good reason why it has over a million reviews or or like ratings. The Um, ending will hook you. And I think, I think. A lot of people are rating it based on the ending. Yes. I think it's the ending and there's a lot of like disturbing little pieces in the manuscript that I know that's like what hooked me. So I think it's a combination, but I, it seems like you're, you have a slight difference of opinion because you thought some of it was a bit predictable, but I'm just, I'm very into like the nuanced things like Mm -hmm. that. You won't, you won't, I I will not even like hint at them because you have to read it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, oh, yes. Okay. I guess I'm going to say. Her mindset was predictable, but I didn't know what she was going to do. I didn't know how it was going to play out. And so when something did happen, I guess I was surprised at how it played out, but not the fact that it, it happened, happen. it, period. I agree with that. But it was it was so interesting to to just read like the manuscript. It's like, that's all I wanted, though. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> not actually. I, you do need a little bit of the fluff, I will say, but... 
I was not expecting there to be as much sex in this book as there was. I mean, that's Colleen Hoover, though. She writes really horrible sex scenes. That's what she's known for. Is it not? Not? <laughs> I don't know. I, I've i never, like, deep dove. The only other Colleen Hoover I've read is November 9. And that just... Okay. Yeah. I've done November 9. It ends with us in this book. And I won't do any others. This is the one that I liked. I think that this book is, it was written for romance readers who have never read, read a thriller before. I think. And I'm more of a thriller now in my current life. I'm more of a thriller reader than a romance. So I was like, if anything, if, if Miss Hoover is ever going to hook me, I feel like it would be with this one. And it just didn't really get there for me. That's fair. That being said, it was extremely readable. I was, I was flipping pages. Thank God. I mean, cause I, I read this a year ago for the first time and I, I read it in 24 hours. Like I could not physically put it down. Yeah. Yeah. Over two days. I think it took me, I started late in the day on like a Saturday and I finished it by like Sunday night. Yeah. I do think it's, yeah. I mean, I liked it. It's only Colleen Hoover book that I like. So, Mm -hmm. um, I will say this when I first read it, it was before I started reading more thrillers. Yeah. But I liked the psychological aspect of it and how it wasn't like trademarked as a thriller. Sometimes thrillers don't go into the character development as much, whereas this one was very much, I mean, like the icon verity. (laughs) The, the one icon who, herself. The icon herself. Like, what a queen. Yeah, she really was. And so you get more of the like, oh my God, this is fucked up versus like, oh my God, there's a ghost in my house. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I wanted to quote um, one of the readers who, who rated it pretty low, but I fully agree with their comment. Said their sex scenes were also about as hot as you'd expect two pieces of wood humping each other would be. That's this amazing. is Mariva. Mariva on Goodreads. Oh my goodness. That's hilarious. And I'm like, mm, yeah, two bland pieces of wood. <laughs> so if you guys don't know, like Colleen Hoover's a very polarizing author. I, I'm in a lot of Facebook groups of readers and people either love her or hate her. Like it's Colleen kind of insane. Hoover has a has a cult following. I think she also has a cult hatred, hating though, too. Yeah, yeah. Except for nobody cares enough to like make a, make a group out of it. Cause that's kind of bad. <laughs> don't do Would, that. Yeah. Don't do that. Um, <laughs> do you think, is it the people who like, I don't have my ear to the ground enough for this, but like, I'm kind of picturing like all the TikTok romance girlies love Colleen Hoover. And then the people who don't read romance really, or like, don't read contemporary romance or like read it because there's so much hype and then they don't like it. I I think so. Cause that's like where I fall into it. Mm-hmm. Like I only read November nine because you said you hated it. And I was like, I want to read something that you fucking hate. That's I hilarious. Despise that um, book. Oh my God. And then I got pulled into, okay. So Verity was the second book, second one I read. And I, I mean, I, I like this book. I'm not going to, I'm not going to lie on that one. Um, mm-hmm. It's not a book that I'm going to like sit around being like telling people on airplanes, have you read this book? It's so good. Yeah, no, it, it's, so. it's good. That, that's all I'll give it. I don't think it's exceptional, mm-hmm. but I will say like, I read it in 24 hours. I could not put it down. It was very enjoyable for me. Yeah. If you're trying to, if you're trying to reach a Goodreads goal, this is a phenomenal book to read because it's not like too short, but like there's not a ton of font on the page and it reads super quickly. So you can get through it in 24 hours easy. I also think if you're in like a reading slump, great book because yeah. yeah. But yeah, so Verity and then I read It Ends With Us and that's like another like insanely popular book by her. Mm-hmm. And I I couldn't do that one. I like, I wanted to, I was like, what is wrong with the world? <laughs> so I went from like hating 
Colleen Hoover as an author. No hater as a person. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I don't really know her. Maybe I would hate her. I don't care. Anyway. I mean. I've heard some bad things, so. November 9 was problematic. So, I don't know. Anyway, we're not talking about November 9. Yeah, so started, like, being like, nope. Then read Verity because I was like, okay, I'll read this. Because of the hype. I was like, oh, I want to read this. Like, this is a, a million ratings. Like, there are not that many books besides, like, Game of Thrones for me that I want to read. Um, so read very, I was like, okay, okay, Colleen Hoover, you can, you can do something. Mm-hmm. And then I fucking read it ends with us and I'm like, never again, never again. Yeah. I, I don't think Colleen Hoover's for me and I'm, I'm okay with that. And I'm very happy for people who love her. I don't get it though. I struggle. I don't get it. I don't get it. Because she is the only person I swear to God, people talk about. It's like, I meet somebody for the first time and I'm like, oh yeah, I read a lot. And they're like, oh Yeah. I'm like, they're like, what do you read? And I have to be like, yeah, I don't really like romance. I'm like, oh, I really like Colleen Hoover. And I'm like, mm, that's nice for you. We can't, we can't be friends. I'm kidding. We can be friends. We can 100% be friends if you like Colleen Hoover. I just, it's not for me. I bet, I don't know. Colleen Hoover people, I bet they're all best friends. I bet they, I bet they have so much to talk about that I just couldn't understand, you know? I, this is why I wish one of us was a Colleen Hoover fan because I really want to know why. Like, I, I, I genuinely do. Like, yeah. What are the, cause this book, I like, I, I liked it. Like you're kind of meh about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I need somebody who likes her other books to talk to me and, and explain themselves or like explain their, their point of view. Patty, you should have like gotten into that conversation on the airplane okay. or at the well, airport. I mean, but they were reading Verity. So, oh, they're, oh yeah. I mean, like I could, I, I, I like, I could like half, I could, I could meet them halfway, but yeah, I, I should like read some. Maybe I'll create a, a post on my Facebook group and be like, guys, so I don't like her, but I want to know why you guys all like her. Cause I'm You curious. are about to start some stuff, huh? I think I'm going to do it. I have had like a glass of wine. It's given me some confidence. I can, I can post a post a post in a group with like 10,000 people in it. Be like, Hey guys, what's the hype around Colin Hoover? I don't get it. And I genuinely want to know that will. Yeah, I know. I'll let you guys know when I find out. Yeah. Or if any of you guys are Coho fans. Oh my God, Coho. Oh my God. Yeah. You keep telling me that like phrase and I'm always shocked by it. I always immediately really? forget it. And then I, oh my God, Coho. That's so funny. Yeah, it's, it's pretty. That, that's her name abbreviation because she's so popular. Yeah. Yeah. Another thing that I should talk about is she recently in the last month published an exclusive version of the book that includes a bonus chapter. Because so many people, you don't know this? No, I don't. Oh my God, Aaron. I'm a bad podcast host. Holy <laughs> shit. It's, it's the gold version and hardcover at Barnes & Noble. It has an exclusive epilogue chapter. Did that it just gives, come out? Yes, like a month ago. Wait a second. When I bought this book, it was probably two weeks ago. The day I bought it, the guy checking me out was like, oh, do you know she has a new book coming out tomorrow? And I was like- It's that one. Oh my gosh. It was it was Verity in the- okay. Interesting. It was Verity with an extra like epilogue chapter. Is she I, uh, getting over the hype? Or like, so at the end of the book ends with the like, do you believe option A or do you believe option B? It's a cliffhanger. Yeah, it ends with a cliffhanger. And so is is the extra chapter like settling the cliffhanger? Um, From what people have said, it doesn't settle it. It gives you some insight, but it doesn't fully settle it. I... Oh, I was, I was, I was planning on reading it today during my lunch break, mm-hmm. but it took so, it took so much effort to find it online, but Can you yeah. send it to me. Um, it's a fucking YouTube video where they're 
like filming them turning the pages. So you got to be committed to want to do this. Oh my God. All right. All right. I can commit to that. Aaron, should, should we pause this and read the, the cliffhanger? Yeah. Okay. We just finished the bonus chapter that Colleen Hoover released about a couple weeks ago. And we were just talking and both of us are in agreement that it was completely unnecessary. And she tried to fit so much plot into like, how many pages was that? 30? I think 30 pages, yeah. She tried to fit so much into there. Um, yep. Loan went from boring in the in the most of the book to annoying. <laughs> just flat out <sighs> annoying. In this Dude, book. the first like four pages of the new, the chapter, I was like, are you are you kidding me, Loan? You're so insecure. It's not even funny. Yeah, yeah. It was just her rambling about her insecurities. And I was like, yep. Yeah. So completely Um, unnecessary adds nothing. If anything, it, I think it makes it worse. Yes. It for sure makes it worse. I was, I was very happy with the ending of Verity and she just, why, why? Yeah. There's no need for this despite like selling more books, making people go buy another book just to read 30 pages of ugh. Yeah, and if people thought there wasn't going to be a sex scene in 30 pages of an epilogue, you were wrong. There were two. There were two sex scenes, guys. Only Coho. Only Coho. Only Coho. The queen herself. (laughs) Oh my god. Um, But yeah, so I'd recommend just reading the book itself. Don't waste yourself. Don't waste your money buying a special edition at Barnes & Noble. Oh, I gotta know, Maddie. So this cliffhanger at the end. Do you believe what... The story told, or do you believe the last little bit? Can I say what I what I hope I believed and what it what I think actually happened? Yeah. So in my head, I I know that the, I think the last bit is real, but in my head, I hoped everything unfolded in the way it should. I I think if I had to pick a side, I think I'd pick the way the story told. There's little nitpicky things on both sides that like either don't make sense or lend itself credit to one way or the other, and I just I. Feel like the 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 ending had too much that I I was like no I don't quite buy it yeah like logistically yeah but I think that's what I think the ending is what Colleen Hoover is saying is real in my head but what I want to be real is how the book wrote and up until the ending honestly I feel like Miss Hoover doesn't know what's real I mean probably not yeah what's your final rating or should I, I go first three and a half you what three and a half oh that's not bad I was expecting worse point five okay this is the thing so like i i didn't love it but it was it was so readable and i read it i know 24 hours i fucking like, know it sucks you in and i'm like how can i give something like that a lower score no you you rate? actually you actually can't and i think that's like a caveat that i need to put in my like readings where i said in one of our earl our spooky episode that we've posted out that if the plot's not like if it's not fast-paced enough i dock it one to two stars but if it's like if i'm like whipping through it's gotta have at least three stars yeah like Three and a half, maybe. Yeah. yeah. I give it four. Same as what I had last December. Mm-hmm. And do I think there were faults? Fuck yeah, I just talked about them. <laughs> um, which of the two books did you prefer? Because I guess that's kind of our whole... Um. Okay, so I have a different answer from what book I liked better and what book should have won. I agree. Wow. Because let's be real. Okay, so I think we're going to say the same thing. I said Red, White, and Royal Blue was a better romance. But I think Verity was a better book overall because Verity's romance aspects sucked. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was, not sucked, but yeah. Yeah, I just, I felt like I should have been rooting for the characters to get together in a romance book. And guess what? I wasn't. Couldn't care less. Yeah. So the romantic aspects weren't there for me, but yes. 
Verity was, I liked it better. I don't know if I, it's not like objectively a better book, but I liked it better. Um, Yeah, I agree. Yes. They're very for both of us, they're very close rating wise. So yeah. And uh Red, White, and We're All Blue did win. So and we, yeah, I feel like somebody on that team of oh, isn't this like the people choose though? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was by uh broad design. I am surprised that I don't know, God, Verity is such a weird book to categorize into a genre. Cause it's that's true, because it's not like because I wouldn't put I it d- fully in the thriller world, but it's got like a it, it is a it's a romantic thriller. Yeah, like I would have been mad if it won the romance section and I would have been mad if it won the thriller section. So I'm not really sure how to categorize it in a way that I would have liked if it won a category. Selva, stop whipping your tail on the microphone. <laughs> yes, I, I agree. Well, yeah, I mean, I think overall we, we liked both books. So Yeah, I think this is one of the episodes that I think we agreed the most on. I know, and like when you prefaced it with a little bit of worry about... <laughs> Yeah, what you were gonna say, I was a little concerned. I know, because I think I've talked about two star books, like two and a half star books, better than I've talked about these two, and yet I rated them high. Like, yeah, like I objectively, like all, like everything I was talking about was pretty objective, and what I didn't like, and then, but like the feelings evoked throughout reading just bumped it up for both books. So it was just very uh, hard for me to to go into this trying to express my feelings into words. Yeah. I mean, I was excited. I was super excited to record this one because I knew there'd be, there'd be good content. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I think there was, but yeah, you guys should let us know what book did you like better for worse? What category would you guys put Verity in for Goodreads Choice Awards that you wouldn't be mad if it won? Cause I have no idea. Also, please let me know if you're a Colleen Hoover fan and what your thoughts are. Yeah. Yeah. I want to know. I want to know the hype. And I don't discredit your opinion at all. I'm just very curious your point of view. Yeah. Even though Maddie and I didn't love either of these books, they both have a ton of merit and I'm so happy for everyone that loves the books that. Yeah. I mean, I could see myself recommending both of these books to to people. So yeah. Yeah. I just don't think we were the perfect audience and, but it definitely has. Is anyone ever? (laughs) Some people. That's fair. And on that note, we'll see you guys next time. Love you guys as friends. Love you as lovers. Bye. Bye.